Hello and welcome to Profiles in Risk. This is your host, Tony Canyas, and today I have with me Chris Green, the flood insurance guru. Chris, thank you for joining me today. How's it going? Good. Thank you for having me, Tony. Awesome, awesome, awesome. And theoretically, according to LinkedIn, I am Atlanta-based. The reality is I haven't set foot in Atlanta except for the airport since the middle of April. Uh, we, we're, we put the apartment away, uh, everything in storage in Decatur, uh, and we've, we've been uh, digital nomading uh, mostly out of Argentina. I did do a bunch of conferences both spring and fall in the States, but uh, right now in, uh, in the mountains in, in, in Argentina. Uh, so so how, how is uh, the Atlanta area uh, looking right, right now, middle of November? Probably beautiful this time of the year. No, I mean, this week it's, it's, it's rainy. It doesn't know if it wants to be hot. It doesn't know if it wants to be cold. Like today, I was out shooting video. It was great this morning, and then this afternoon, it cools off. I'm like, man, pick, you know, pick, so I can pick my wardrobe. <laughs> I'm usually trying to shoot all of my videos outside, and I'm usually shooting, you know, five, ten videos a week for our YouTube channel. Five to ten videos a week that that is quite that is quite that's that's quite a lot. Yeah, I mean, we've shot about two thousand videos for our YouTube channel in the last two thousand days. Holy crap! And, and the uh... The channel is uh, Flood Insurance Guru, right? At Flood Insurance Guru. It's just the Flood Insurance Guru. Perfect, perfect, perfect. Okay. And I'm usually shooting videos also for our insurance agent, our real estate agent, our loan officer learning centers because I have separate learning centers for each one for our website. So it really just depends on what questions are coming across our desk or if I see a situation that's come up, hey, we need to go and answer this question. Like right now, it's actually helping commercial clients with SBA loans when they're getting these grants. Hey, what kind of insurance do I need for this particular grant? So that's kind of a content target I'm working on right now. Okay. Uh, so we, we always give the, the guests a chance to give the elevator pitch. So, so what is it that you guys do for, 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 for our space? Here's what I tell people. We provide flood insurance coverage for now and flood education for the future. Uh, so our job is not just to help you get that insurance policy set up and actually help advise your customer and service your flood department. But, hey, how are these things actually changing for the customer down the road? How can maybe a customer, you know, spending a few hours with you, save them thousands of dollars, maybe looking at a bad investment, like a habitational risk of actually understanding what the flood risk score is, how that's changing, maybe how flood maps are changing. Hey, how fast would it take water to enter a property? How can I advise my client on that? It's something we kind of go through the whole quoting process where we're meeting with a client. It's, hey, what is the flood risk scoring system like we built internally? How close to water are you? You know, Which means what are the actual chances of this property flooding? And how could you potentially even change your flood zone because you may be in the wrong flood zone? Okay. Um, so, so I did, I, Actually, I did all those zones on my personal property more than 12 years ago. That's why I've been helping people for the last 12 years is, I was told my premium was going to be three grand when they should have been three hundred dollars. I was actually told I was in the wrong flood zone. I disputed it and I won. Okay, and, and to this day, you, you you run both your retail agency in Georgia, and then the MGA side, MGA wholesaler side. The retail agency too goes from Puerto Rico to Hawaii. So I tell a joke with people all the time. I only work ten to three. I just do it twice a day. <laughs> Because a lot of our commercial clients own properties in Hawaii, but may end up living in Dubai. And so they may want to jump on a Zoom call to understand, hey, what is my tsunami risk? How do I kind of protect against this? But they're in a whole other country, but their investments are in Hawaii or Alaska or, you know, somewhere very unique. 
Okay, so so when it comes to flood, you'll you'll play flood anywhere. We will. My master's degree is actually in emergency management with a focus in flood and hazard mitigation. So I started my master's degree the, the day Hurricane Katrina hit, and I studied not just Katrina, but every flood along the Mississippi for two years. Oh, wow. Okay. That... So I tell people, if it's flood, you know, we do it because I've run a flood consulting company as well, where when people are building commercial properties or building a residential, we show them, hey, here's how to build it up. Here's how we're going to change the flood zone. Here's how we're going to lower the risk. So when this thing's built and FEMA comes in and changes your flood map, you're not back in that special flood hazard area. You're not losing property value. But at the same time, we're going to help you minimize the risk. Okay. Um, generally, how, how, how does the relationship with, with, with agencies that, that, that use you as a wholesaler, how, 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 does that, how does that start? Is it usually they have a flood risk that's driving them crazy and they, they found... Usually they find us at our YouTube channel. Hey, I had a problem. I run across one of your videos and we start having a conversation. And typically it's not coastal agents. It's inland agents like Nashville, Tulsa. That's kind of our target market. So yeah, we'll help someone on the coast. But really, here's how we do well and here's how we help you do well. And we basically walk in and we actually serve as, that flood depart- as a flood department for that agency. I mean, we may set up even a separate phone number for that agency. So if their customer calls it, it's coming directly to us. We know where it's coming from. And we can basically almost act on behalf of that agency. And that agency's not taking on any of the servicing. We're taking it on. And they're just getting paid a commission on new business and renewal. So you can basically outsource the entirety of, of, the, of the flood piece if it's not something that, that we're... We do so that they can focus their agency on the time, the policies that are making them money. Because what I tell people, look, flood's not going to make you a lot of money, but it could cost you everything if you're not careful. Um, we've got some agents in New York that are having that problem right now. They set up policies assuming that things in a commercial basement were covered. The customer had no coverage there, and now those agents are facing E&O claims. Okay, so so not only so so you're not just figuring out how to get flood coverage when it's hard to get, how to get it priced right, but also make sure that we're not doing it wrong. <laughs> make, make sure that we're, that we're not and getting... I'll tell you this, with Uncommercial, one of the things we actually lead with now is business interruption coverage. It's the one coverage we see commercial insurance agents, even though not so not available or don't think to offer it, I'm like, look, flood insurance is not going to stop this business from flooding. But when it does flood, how do we keep the business open? Because most businesses don't open back up after a flood. And it's one of the reasons why, you know, when we're working with syndicates in Lloyd, directly in London, Hey, how do we build this product? How do we, you know, bring in 12 different syndicates and build a product we need to really protect this business? Because they need 12 months, maybe 3 million, 10 million in business interruption coverage. Like we just did one for another agent that needed 3 million and all he could find in the market was 50,000. How do we stack these things and get this customer where they need to so that during this flood, they can keep paying their bills. They can stay open and we can help them get back on their feet. Okay. Or how do we help them go and apply for disaster loan? How do we help them apply for disaster grant? Uh, because I actually helped, used to write this for my master's degree. So we just got done helping a commercial client. Insurance was not enough. So then we brought in the impact of a disaster grant, a disaster loan of about $2 million to help them get these properties back open. Uh, the city was going to take them away because they were more than 50% damaged. And so we argued and won the uh, argument. It was 48.5%. He got the insurance money. He got the grant money. 
And now he's got these things open back up and he's taking rent again. On, on, on the personal lines side, the, the agents are, are usually fighting kind of an up, uphill battle to convince homeowners that they need homeowner, uh, that they need flood. Is that the case in commercial lines or in commercial lines that are, are the, is the client usually aware that they need it and they just don't really know how to do it? I would say that the commercial client is more open to taking it when the bank's not requiring it because what we find with commercial clients is they're thinking more of an, an investment mindset instead of an uh, expense mindset. Residential, maybe thinking more expensive. Hey, the bank's not requiring it. Why do I need it? Which actually is why we built the whole Flutter scoring system. Yes, your bank's saying you not need it. Here's what the actual risk is, zero to 100. Here are the actual chances of your property flooding. You know, similar things like risk factor, First Street Foundation, that are really showing people now, hey, here's what the real risk is. Let's throw flood zones out the window because they don't matter. They're strictly there from a regulatory standpoint. Okay, so, so the, the, the risk score, uh, as a retail agent, can, can I access a, a risk score through you yeah, guys? Yeah, we can go on our website, do a flood risk assessment. Um, it's going to ask you for a little bit of information. It's going to tell you the distance to water. It's going to tell you what flood zone you're in, uh, your flood risk score. And it's even going to give you an estimated flood insurance premium that's about 60 to 70% accurate. And over the next few months, we're working on getting that closer to 90 to 95% accurate. And, and what is the website? Just floodinsuranceguru.com. Okay. Uh, is there a subscription model for that or...? or... Mm-hmm. You know, we take on all of that cost. The whole point is that you have the information you need. Just like when we take on a referral partner, if they want to kind of handle that process, we have a link that's built for them. That tool is built inside that link. So maybe they can get a flood risk assessment without ever actually needing a quote. Hey, I just want to show a customer what the risk is. Boom, right there. You got it instantly. Oh, well, it's an absolutely awesome service to, 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 to the uh, agency community. And it's also why we built a dedicated learning center for insurance agents, real estate agents, real estate investors. Like, you know, the questions insurance agents have are completely different than what a property owner has, what a real estate investor has. They don't need to spend 30 minutes searching a learning center. We need to have the data in their hands in five minutes or less. Uh, just like a real estate agent, you know, your job is not nine to five. Neither should be the information you need to do it. Okay. The, the, the learning center, you were telling me before we started recording that, you, you've got C credit for, for agents. On, on, we, do, we, uh, we, code, we actually work with a lot of the independent insurance associations. We've done stuff with North Carolina, Ohio. We recently did one with, we've done stuff with Big Eye, Nebraska, where we actually go in and teach those. And now we're working on on-demand centers for each state. Of course, each state's got different guidelines. We had everything ready to go in person. Then COVID hits. Then we go back to doing it virtually. Now they want to go back to doing it in person. So we're working on a hybrid model of, hey, you know, maybe I'm an insurance agent. Maybe I'm a real estate agent trying to get these hours. How can I do it on demand, you know, during my time and still get that credit, but still get the value that I need in this? This is where we teach them how to read a flood map. Hey, where do I find a flood zone change? How do I read an elevation certificate? Do I need one? Or how do I find flood loss history? You know, putting all those things into a CE course for them. Okay, so, so CE, that actually teaches me valuable mm-hmm. stuff. And see, you actually want to take. Okay. Um, how, 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 how did this happen? How, how did you end up uh, so focused on flood? So you ended up getting, getting a master's in it, but I'm assuming you were I did. In- actually, it wasn't even insurance at that time. I went to work for uh, Liberty Mutual back in 2009. 
Um, I said, hey, I'm going to stay in this for six months. Well, I grew up with severe learning disability. Wasn't even supposed to go to college. Took me five tries to get past my first English course. And when I got in with Liberty, I said, look, I want to do something to give back to the educators that helped me. So I started a Partners in Education program. Well, it just kind of took off. That's where all my leads were coming from was I was doing all these school events. I uh, really enjoyed it. And then I went to buy a house in a flood zone while working for Liberty at the time in 2012. And I was told my flood insurance was going to be three grand. Should have been $300. You know, I went to Liberty. I went to the real estate company. I went to the mortgage company. Like, hey, there's really not nothing you can do. It's going to be $3,000. Well, because of my educational background, I was able to show them how this property was actually being grandfathered because it recently had a flood zone change on it. So th at that time, I really saw a big gap in education. Well, I decided to go on my own and go independent in 15. And, in, and I was doing traditional auto and home and everything. And in 2017, I said, you know, I really want flood just to be part of the conversation. So we're going to start floodinsuranceguru.com really just as a joke. We just wanted to catch people's attention. Well, it caught people's attention and we had to decide, hey, are we going to continue to be a generalist? Or are we going to focus on flood? So in 20, at the end of 2018, I said, we're going to do one flood video every day for a year. We're going to travel the country doing it. We're going to see what happens. And so I did that. And then I started blogging. I started podcasting. And then end of 19, we just said, you know what? We're walking away from everything else. We're going to do flood only across the whole country. That's what we did. COVID hit. And we kind of blew up during COVID because people were searching YouTube and having all these issues. People were messaging uh, this questions. We were taking Marcus Sheridan, They Ask You Answer, and combining it with Story Brand by Donald Miller and answering all these questions. And then one thing kind of led to another. So, hey, will you come teach this for Big Eye and Big Eye and that? And that's kind of how the education side was born. Well, we people, hey, I'm in the wrong flood zone. Well, I actually did this myself. Then the flood consulting side was kind of born. And I even had a marketing rep the other day says, hey, would you ever be interested and selling the education side and doing just insurance, I said, no, if I ever made that decision, it would be the opposite. I would probably sell the insurance side and do just the education because that's really where my passion is. Growing up with a severe learning disability, I tell people we are an educational organization that owns a flood insurance agency. That's fantastic. Absolutely fantastic. Uh, what, 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 el what else is, now that you've jumped into the deep end, 100% focused on, on, on flood insurance, what else, what else is, is coming down? Uh, what else are you working on? Now I tell people, you know, we're, we're a media company. We're a data company. Like I've enriched in the data and not necessarily, you know, buying these data, but using things like Hazard Hub, Real Estate API, like really pulling this data in. So when our team's meeting with a customer, they don't have a thousand pieces of data and sitting in front of them. They only have the 10 pieces of data they need. Now I might be using a thousand pieces of data to calculate what they need, but, oh, my premium is $10,000. But now I can use a flood risk score and I can use flood history in an area to explain to the customer why it's $10,000. That's what the customer wants to know. Hey, I just want someone to be able to explain it to me and no one's willing to do that. And so that's one of the things we're using data for, you know, building our own internal flood radar on the commercial side, but implementing mitigation into it so they can see the impact. Hey, if I raise my house or I redirect water, what kind of impact is it going to have? Those kind of things are really what's on the roadmap for us is continuing to use this data, pulling the data in and making sure the data is accurate and really helping our team do a better job, helping our customers not just understand risk today, but understand it 10 years down the road. It's why we've invested so much in our website over the last six months to a year is to really help these audiences understand today's risk and the future's risk. It's the, the floodinsuranceguru.com? Mm-hmm. Okay, and, and the, the, 
as, as we talk about the different mitigation things that can be done, um, they're expensive, right? They're, they're not simple fixes. Uh, they're not necessarily simple fixes, but a lot of times people have no idea they're available. For example, when you're, bringing, when you're building a house, bringing in fill dirt, well, what does that process look like? Hey, who has to sign off on that? How far do I have to raise it? They could be much more expensive if they all don't have someone kind of walking them down the road. Of course. Or on a flood zone change, for example. Customer does it on their own. It may take them six to eight months, and they have no idea if it's going to be approved or not. Exactly. We can pretty much tell them within five minutes, and we know we have it approved in 30 days. In fact, when we charge a customer for a flood zone change, we give them 100% money back guarantee. Really? So if they don't change it, we give them any money back we charged them. We're that confident we can do it. But like I tell people, look, yes, it could be an expensive process. Or I tell people with my new website project, yes, it was costly, but the education was priceless. Hey, you. Yeah, you listening. Do you like personal finance or real estate? Are you itching to build wealth and create a better life for yourself or your family? Then you need to come check out the Life, Money, and More podcast with real estate agent, YouTuber, and actor, Sage Weiss. This isn't your average finance show. We dive deep and do not sugarcoat topics around money and life. The Life, Money, and More podcast releases two episodes a week just for you because we're all about helping you win in this crazy world we live in. Come join the thousands of listeners on the Life, Money, and More podcast. Okay. Uh, what, 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 what do you wish more agents would know about flood? Well, I, I really wish what they would know is throw flood zones out the window. Flood zones are really just used from a regulatory standpoint. And I use it like this. I said, floods and in-laws have a lot in common. They show up at your doorstep uninvited at the worst time. Uh, the fact that they think that floods are going to stop at an imaginary line that the federal government has said, nope, can't go past this line. is just kind of funny. And so that's what I really wish they would understand is hey, let's not worry about flood zones. Let's really worry about what is the actual risk here. Land development is a big thing as these areas develop. You know, Huntsville, Alabama is one of the fastest growing cities in America. How has that flood risk changed over the last five years? Those flood maps haven't caught up with that yet. So how do we explain that to a customer? How, how do we help them understand that? Okay. Um Especially on the private side, you know, so many agents, especially on the captive side, have no idea that private flood insurance is even an option. They have no idea that, hey, you know, I'll give you a story. We had a customer in Nebraska in 2018 that we had just done a private policy for. Well, the entire street had federal policies. She had a private one and she had a hotel paid for for six months when her neighbors did not. So those are the kind of stories I try to share with people to help educate them of, hey, it's available out there. You got to make sure you're educating yourself on it. Well, private flood is one of those things that, that wasn't there. There just wasn't a lot of, of options mm-hmm. just a few years ago, right? They, 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 really, even ten, five, ten years ago, it's just really it has blown up the last five to ten years, and it is just taking off like crazy now. Once again, because you know, for a long time they couldn't underwrite it correctly. Well, data is changing a lot of that. Yeah, so, so it, it makes sense how, how agents would not be super knowledgeable about private flood because. It, it's, a, it's a very, very new thing. Or I get messages all the time. Hey, what do you think about this company? And I, one, of the, one thing is I tell them, say, look, look at the three-year track record, read their forms on lost settlement, and those two things are going to tell you a lot about the company. 
you know, where they're headed or are they struggling or are you seeing a 700% rate increase because they're not underwriting it correctly. They're putting the pen in the wrong place. Are they hiding things in their forms because most agents aren't reading the forms. And so when the loss settlement is a disaster and the customer comes back to you, it's because you just saw a cheap option and solution and started offering instead of really diving in and reading these forms and understanding. And I'll give you an example. We have a, uh, an agent who just came to us. She goes, hey, my customer's claims being denied. It's because they wrote it on the wrong form. Well, no one told me what form I needed to write it on. And that's why I tell people, flood may not make you a, a fortune, but it could cost you a fortune. Okay. Um, is there is there any any value to 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 like get, getting the a, ANFI or or some other education uh, with you? Know, or? Actually, I have each one of our team members actually working on that because I think the education is, is a great educational program. I myself, all I've got to do is take my test, and I've got my CFM, which is my Certified Floodplain Manager. I've been working on that since COVID. I just haven't had time to take the test, and then I actually start work on my PhD in disaster science. Holy uh, crap! At, uh, A at Texas A&M or Jacksonville State in a couple of years. I'm just waiting for my wife to finish her master's degree. So so how long is it going to be before it's Dr. Chris, the flood insurance guru? Once I started that program, probably three to five years because um, a big part of what I'm putting into my PhD is actually GIS and mapping tools and kind of combining those things with uh, the actual flood mitigation part. People joke when we say, oh, you're going to change it to Dr. Flood. No. And I said, no. <laughs> or, or on LinkedIn, you should definitely give yourself the the the, the doctor thing. Uh, but that's one thing I found with agents is that they're just you know, it sounds terrible, but so many of them become order takers. They're not really advising. Yes. They're, yes. they're not reading the forms. I'm like, look, you know, they tell you when they're like, "Hey, my claim didn't get denied." No, the claim covered exactly what the form said it would cover. You just didn't read the forms on the front end. Yes, it, it is a giant problem in, in, in our industry for sure. Uh, and I'll be honest with you, I think it's one reason is the threshold to enter the industry. It's probably like real estate; it's very low. Mm -hmm, yeah, and we honestly probably need to make it a little bit higher. Yeah, no, we need to make the CEs like real estates have, where they've really increased it. Of hey, you really need to have CEs in these particular areas. Now, what I like where the law states are doing now, they require three hours of flood on the coast, like North Carolina, New York, and New Jersey. These states CE, you got to have three hours of flood every year. It's a good start. Yeah, it is. But the problem is like the program that FEMA offers doesn't even mention private flood insurance in their three-hour CE course. <laughs> I, mean, look, I understand you don't offer it, but you need to at least tell agents about it, you know, so that it's an option or understand, hey, maybe you want to avoid this or that, or, you know, here's something that's changing outside the federal government. And that's one of the reasons when we teach our CE, we're real big on teaching NFIP, teaching uh, private and understand how to understand the risk, how to advise the customer, actually, what is the real risk here? You know, bringing all those together. And, there, and most people, the feedback we get is, look, there's really nothing out there that's bringing it all together. It's either one over here, it's one over there. All right. Uh, su super, super, super interesting stuff. Uh, th thank you for the work that, that you're doing for, for our industry. And so it just started and people ask me all the time, you know, how did you get started with video? Because we do everything with video now. If someone emails me more than two questions, they get a video back from me because our entire company has been remote since before COVID. And we will always be that way. And I said, look, video is how we build an emotional connection, you know, when our, whether our team in the Philippines, whatever, internally, externally, we're using video every day. But 
especially when a customer watches a video and says, hey, the person who's actually helping me is the person in the video. It's not some celebrity or the person who's helped me wrote this blog and shared it with me, uh, which is one of the reasons I, I always promote Ann Hanley is everybody writes. Everybody in our team writes blogs because I want you to be able to share an article with a customer that you're walking down their journey and they can see, hey, the person helping me actually wrote this. This wasn't just done by some content team or whatever. Love that. Absolutely love that. Uh, on the insurance nerd side, we've, we've built our brand on, on video. Uh, and I agree completely. It is, it is the power of both LinkedIn and video. Uh, absolutely not enough people in our, in our industry uh, take advantage of it. And, and, and I actually have a blooper video. I was shooting a, a video on a cliff a couple of years ago and I didn't realize the camera was still recording. I almost fell off the cliff and you see me lose my balance. And I think I go back and find it on Facebook. But I put it out every couple of years of people saying, look, this is what happens when you forget to hit record. <laughs> because a lot of my videos, literally, I traveled the country for three and a half years. If I was talking about Arizona, I was standing in Phoenix, Arizona, answering a question. And I think it's one of the reasons we did so well is we generally weren't using a green screen. We were actually standing in someone's neighborhood answering the question. Did, did, did that, did that um, like, were you bringing in enough business to justify that? Or was that not. significant? But what I tell people wow. is you got you to remember this. It's not when you want to answer the question. It's when the customer has the problem. So, yeah, I mean, most of my best performing videos People are reaching out to us. Like last week, uh, we had 100 views on a video from five years ago on a question that I answered. But now it's becoming a, becoming a problem in certain cities of Alabama as FEMA's looking at buying product, uh, houses back. So as I said, you never know when these things are going to take off. Mm -hmm. But you want to make sure that you have the answer for them out there when they have the problem. Agreed. Agreed, agreed. Now, we had to make a big investment when we did it the first couple of years. Um, and we didn't see much from it in the first couple of years, and we knew we wouldn't. But we knew long term, we're going to be the authority here. We're going to be the go-to because we're going to be able to consistently answer the questions that nobody else is either willing to answer or they're just not willing to put the time into it. Makes sense. Awesome. Uh, thank you so much for, for your time today. It's been very, very interesting. Uh, and when, when this goes live, I'll, I'll tag both you and, and the company on LinkedIn. Yeah. And uh, for for the listener listen, listening on on the audio only side, the uh, the floodinsuranceguru.com. It's just it's just floodinsuranceguru.com. Floodinsuranceguru.com. Th thank you so yeah. much, Chris. Thank you. And it's the same thing with our YouTube channel. It's just the Flood Insurance Guru. Um, you can find me on Facebook as well. Like I said, our website's got those learning centers where I'm always putting new content into the learning centers. Every time flood maps are updated across the country, we're actually addressing every single flood map update across the country before it happens so people know the good, the bad, the ugly. It, it, it's impressive. It's, it's an impressive amount of stuff that, that, that you're addressing. Thank you. That was actually a big problem. There's like, look, we've addressed all this stuff, but how do we pull it back? How do we make it easier for people to kind of work their way through it? Thank you. Thank you.